0: This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context.
1: Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bintliff. Hale Fardy is back with us. And I say it every time, but Hale is my favorite person in the room. So many interesting ideas and and uh, visions that you have, which are represented in, in the way that Pro CFO partners continues to evolve and develop, and I thought a, a good sort of connection point on that uh, was to kind of introduce the idea of EOS, which is the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial operating system. For anybody not familiar, which is a, a really powerful way of sort of plugging in best practices. Um, but it, that's the that's the biggest broadest umbrella way I can describe it. So, hi, Halle, welcome back and. Uh, Can you introduce us just a little bit to EOS from your perspective? And then let's talk a little bit about how um, in the fractional model of ProCFO Partners, in the consultancy uh, realm differentiated by the expert realm, all the things that are so unique to ProCFO Partners, how does EOS sort of uh, plug into that? So talk to us a little bit about EOS.
2: Okay, thank you, Chris. It's always great to have this conversation with you or any conversation with you. So thank you for this time. Let me talk about EOS. It stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. And uh, it was created by a gentleman by the name of Gino Wickman, who is a serial entrepreneur, as was his father, a senior entrepreneur. And when he was starting businesses, uh, his different businesses, at at every point in a business, he would hit what he calls a, a ceiling, hitting the ceiling which is a level where internally, as your organization is growing, you will hit a ceiling multiple times in the life cycle of your organization, and you have to break through that ceiling. And what causes the ceiling is you have hit a skill wall, as you said, or your limitations, either as the organization or in the department or as an individual. So what EOS does and how they help that limitation is saying every organization should have an operating cadence, how you have meetings, how you hire, how you set your goals, um, how you align your team to your core values. Uh, who does what? Is the person that you is aligned to your core values? Are they in the right seat? Are they doing the right job? Hmm. And also, how do you move the organization through your goals and milestones. And it creates this wonderful framework, a cadence for organizations and how they operate. So that's EOS's definition.
1: So I mean there's a lot to unpack. And uh, you know yes. EOS is a huge rabbit hole. So it's it's exciting and, and encourage you to go spend time in it. But as you are describing kind of the ceilings, I'm sure that EOS has and you described some but what in your experience are some of those ceilings and did you know when you were hitting them or were you just feeling pain and symptoms and you didn't realize it's because I'm hitting a ceiling? It's because I this is happening and it's only later when I was given sort of the the language for it that I realized I was hitting a ceiling.
2: So I want to say, yes, we realized we were hitting the ceiling. I mean, Nelson and I over the last almost four years have worked with over 200 companies. Mm-hmm. So we've brought in because they've hit a ceiling. We recognize it as we're approaching it. And if you take our CFOs and the rest of our group, I mean, we've worked with thousands of companies at different. Most of the time we're brought in because they've hit a ceiling. So we knew we were approaching it for ourselves internally through our own natural growth. Um, and we were hitting an inflection point where we also needed a system to be able to onboard our managing directors and our regionals. And it's not just Nelson and I having a conversation at 10 o'clock at night, and then Nelson and I getting things done. We actually need to create a system, and in EOS it's called Followed by All, where all of us are on the same page. And so we knew by our managing directors communicating back with us, where is this written? What step do I follow? That, oh, it's time for us to actually have an operating system that we can share so we can scale.
1: Which is really interesting because uh, I mean, so many small businesses are exactly what you described. Uh, Me and somebody are on the phone at 10 o'clock at night, recognizing there's a problem. Me and somebody will solve it tomorrow. Well, then me and somebody never get to do anything else in the business. We never get to apply our vision or our ideas or or grow the thing. We're just constantly dealing. So what you're describing is kind of scaffolding your structure around how to think about and approach those things. So it's not always, because I feel like there's, it's it's often um, you get into problem exploring mode, thinking you're in problem solving mode, but you're not really, you're just picking apart the problem and that feels like progress. And so it feels like time well spent, but really you're spinning your wheels. How does EOS kind of help you break out of that?
2: What you just said is exactly the reason we decided to formally work with an implementer. And our implementer is Michael Deutsch, and I think he's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I can name many, many implementers that I've worked with. Dan Wallace, is, I've worked with him and many clients many times. I think he's a master EOS implementer. There's Clark Newhoff in the Chicago land area. We can say many, many names of these people who've been with EOS for a long time and really understand how to apply to each individual's unique Unique um, uniqueness, let me say it for, but utilizing EOS as its operating system. So, what you just said is what when we realized, you said, Did you realize you needed it? Yes, we were solving the same problem for mm. four quarters. It was sitting on our quarterly goal for four quarters. And as we were approaching the fourth quarter, we said, We need to figure out, we're not breaking this problem down into steps in order to be able to uh, solve it. And what we've learned with Michael and EOS is that not only do we have to get to, like if if we need to hire four managing directors, we don't just say, okay, recruiter, firm, hire four managing directors, what is a job description? So we actually are breaking it down into really identify what the role is, and how do we communicate that role to the market? And we've made that a milestone. So once that part's done, we're not saying, well, we're hiring the wrong managing directors. We've broken it down into actionable steps. And step by step, we are moving towards that goal. So at the end of the fourth quarter, it's solved rather than, oh, we still we still don't have the number that we wanted or we still don't have the right people in the
1: right seats. Really briefly, can you describe what an implementer is and does, and and the value that you've maybe uniquely you mentioned folks that you've really respected in that space. But what did they bring? What kind of insight or ideas did they bring that were I don't know eye opening for you?
2: Um, I mean, master implementers like Dan are not only do they have a you know Harvard B school degree, they run companies as CEOs. They they know they know the Um, challenges and the opportunities in running an engagement. And most of them have um, business experience and uh, qualifications. What they do is EOS has six modules that they use. And I don't know them offhand. I can go look it up, you know, but it's your people module. It's solving problems. It's setting goals. It's uh, traction, which is actually doing the work uh, side of it. And what an implementer does as they say they can tell you they have a meeting cadence called the level 10 meeting cadence. So every every business has a me- weekly meeting. but after that weekly meeting either you're spending half the time solving one problem or you're it's a uh, we had a great weekend how was your holiday and the 50 minutes is done or the yeah. hour is filled. So what an implementer does is how do you use the cadence of an L10 meeting to move the business forward? So, of course, we have time allotted to start the meeting and segue, but it limits it. Okay, everybody, do a check-in. Let's get in the room. Let's be present, but let's move to the next thing. And when we're talking about setting milestones for the quarter, in your weekly meeting, you're not unpacking each and every one of our goals for the quarter. Mm -hmm. You're saying I'm on track or off track. So, it creates accountability to your team. Because if you're saying you're on track, by the end of the quarter, it should be done. And another, so the implementer helps you understand each one of these sections of an L10 meeting and how to use best practices and utilize them. We self-implemented EOS for two years. The first year, it was greatly successful. We outgrew self-implementing it. We Mm -hmm. needed, we hit our skill wall. We hit the ceiling. And we needed someone to say, no, when you are doing... EOS has something called IDS, which you do in every weekly meeting. It's identify a problem you want to use the team to help you solve, right? And we were IDSing, I don't know, opening up a new region. And, it, and our implementer has taught us that's very big. Mm. How about the IDS a smaller section? Which region? Selecting a region. Why are you selecting that region? And that part of the decision is made. So step by step, week by week, we are moving that quarterly goal forward. And until Michael was there to say no, I mean, you can idea smaller ones. You don't have to have this big issue you're discussing. You can talk about the path to that issue and little roadblocks you're hitting. And we needed him because we didn't know how to break down things or how to even conduct those meetings in a way that's working. And we also use an EOS tool called 90.io, which allows us to have a reporting to keep us on target as well. And uh, this is all with Michael's help.
0: Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. uh, ProCFOPartners.com
1: What I love about what you described about kind of your first year and your second year is not only has somebody come in who has, you know, new ideas that are valuable to you, but you've offloaded the thinking. So you no longer have to sort of think about the mechanics of how this thing will work. That's no longer where your best time is spent. Somebody else can come in and say, no, let me help you understand something from a, from a, from a different point of view. And then you can just get into that practice or that exercise and not into the, what should we be thinking about in the first place point of view? And and I think that's interesting as you kind of have been talking about the skill wall. It's really easy for us to think of the skill wall as a job title. Like, oh, we need a director of X or we're not very good at, uh, you know, this tech. We need an IT. something. If we think about it in a narrow point of view rather than a um, here's the opportunity it's going to create for us not just the problem it's going to solve. Talk to me a little bit about that. What do you recognize, um, related to EOS or not, when it comes to kind of this skill wall, what are what are some of the ways that you like to think about this and then overcome it, especially thinking about, you know, the folks in, that you work with and the leaders that are listening and watching, where they could be thinking differently about this than maybe they are? I think
2: I'm going to break it into two. One, with EOS, right? With EOS, when we're talking about the skill wall, Nelson and I are great CFOs and we think we're very good at creating a vision of how can we support small to medium businesses by providing them with access to an expert CFO. What does that mean for us? means the expertise that CFOs of large organizations have and truly small to medium business organizations couldn't afford one, didn't need a full-time one, right? didn't want a full-time one. So we have built a team and we're able to provide that access to the small, medium businesses. Great. We're also great CFOs. We we did that. I did it for 30 plus years, Nelson for a lot of years, but we're not great COOs. We don't know how to run a business. We don't know how to run a business of 70 people, 80 people, soon to be 250 people. How do you scale it? What are the so we know how to build financial systems? We don't know how to build operating systems. Mm. How do you scale? Where is it documented? How do you simply the, the OS is great about simplifying? How are you measuring it? How are you measuring operations? We can measure finance, we can build financial KPIs, right? But how do you do it when it comes to the operations of the system, when it comes to operations? And so On the EOS side, that skill wall for us was, yes, as a CFO and as a president, I've had the role to run a multi-multi-million dollar business, right? But I've never built one. Mm -hmm. I was running it. And EOS is allowing us to be able to build the structure to be able to continue to grow and look forward. Because and EOS is not the only one. There are many. There's the great game of business. There's many, many out there. And EOS talks about that. It says, but pick one. Mm-hmm. Because you can't say, you can't cherry pick. I'm going to cherry pick this. It can't be many companies, right? So for our operating system, we've chosen EOS because um, it fits actually very well into our own financial flywheel. And our financial growth system, because it's a subset of that in many of our own flywheels as well. And and now we're able to hand it over to our clients as well and say, you should work with an EOS implementer because we can give you all the finance. You don't have the right people in the right seat. And it's not our skill to tell you how to put the how to even assess the right people in the right seat. EOS has a component that does that.
1: What is the second element or the flip side? As you said, there were two ways you wanted to approach it. One was from EOS. What's the other way that you like to think about that skill wall problem?
2: The other way that I'd like to think about it is our clients. So our clients bring us in. First of all, our clients are super, super successful. They've built these companies. They've grown these companies. And at some point, they hit a skill wall. They don't realize they've hit a the skill wall. They, they have a problem. And they don't know how to solve the problem. And another one of the reasons, I keep looking over because, you know, I have, you can't see here, I have the traction book uh, up, you know, it's like five or six books. So what it does for me, the other viewpoint of it, if you have hit a problem, you need to look at your organization. It is an organizational problem. Your market's just gone away. You know, the service or product that you're providing is no longer needed by the market. That's an organizational issue. Okay. Is it departmental? You need leadership in a department? They're missing mentoring, they're missing external know-how, or is it individual? That individual has hit the Peter Principle or has hit a skill wall. The organization has grown beyond their capabilities. And for us, our organization needed an external expert to say, this is how you run larger multi-location national organizations versus uh, entrepreneurial um, early stage entrepreneurial, which we no longer are. Mm-hmm. We need to bring that
1: in. So as I'm listening to this and I'm so much of what you're sharing, if if I'm running, you know, my my business and it's resonating, what do I where do I start? Like, do I just go to eos.com and I start figuring it out? No, it's eosworldwide.com, or do I call you or because I feel like that's great, that's interesting, but partly I first need to understand the issues that i'm experiencing so that i can understand how to start to address or solve those issues and sometimes as i said and as you indicated all we do is feel the pain we don't really know that there's yeah. an issue we just deal with the pain and so we resolve to deal more with the pain instead of trying to fix it so how do i get how do i start because i feel like this is a mind shift start not just a pick up a phone call start this is something else
2: it is a mind shift a mind shift start we work with a fractional CMO. We have a creative director who works with us. Uh, we know we don't we don't do what you do. you know you're working with us. We from the beginning we I knew I don't know what you know and uh, our growth we're very fortunate anyway this is to work with you. So you need the mindset of someone who's already a lifelong learner and they're growth minded. Uh, you know they have a growth mindset and they know that they don't know everything. And they want to work with experts in their field. So if you don't have that, don't ask for an EOS implementer or don't work with an OS implementer because it is a DNA reshift we, we almost. Uh, for example, I don't sit in many, many seats in our organization. I had to let go. There was the ego. I had to go to my coach and say, oh, my God, I really don't have any role in this, this, this and this function in the organization anymore. So I have a role as a founder, but I'm not. I'm not in that seat.
1: That's actually really interesting uh, because Holly is a very creative person, and and sees things from a creative point of view. And I imagine that there's par- par- parts of the creative, just that part. Just I'm just picking that tiny slice out of the organization that. You you would have had a, I don't know, inclination to be elbows deep in like, oh, let me get involved with that. And you've had to have the self-awareness to say, but the business can't grow if I'm not stepping away from that. Is that was that challenging for you? As you mentioned, the ego, is it continue to be attention or do you find yourself like once I let go, I realized that's not as hard to do as I thought it was.
2: It's hard to do. Mm hmm. So, no, it is as hard to do as I thought it was. There's a lot of personal angst around it. Mm. But Amy Daniels, who is uh, not only my VISTA chair, but my executive coach, says, what is it that only you can do? How do I best serve the organization? I'm sitting in the marketing seat with, I'm a CFO, I'm not a CMO. Sitting in the marketing seat because I'm so tied to that activity is not how I best serve the organization. You know, Jeff Bolcher was working with us is an expert. So you have to have that mindset and be able to deal with the internal, whether it's ego or desire or what I like working on or tinkering or I had to let that go. And so before you call an EOS implementer, please do your work because it's not an easy, easy, um, paradigm shift. You have to make that paradigm shift that are you the right person in that seat? And how do you then empower your team to be in that seat? And the tools of EOS, the traction tools in EOS allow you to do that. And that's why I like that. The next step is I would, if you're in a peer group, ask if anyone works or knows of a good EOS implementer. So I would I would ask my network before I would go straight to the EOS worldwide website because EOS is a franchise model and although all of them are very good, Some of them have been around longer and have worked with more companies. So I would want someone that's referred to you. And we have four or five very good ones. Then I match it to the personality of the organizational leaders and also the team, because you're going to be sitting in a room together and deciding what your core values are. And different styles of EOS um, implementers may resonate with the leadership team or not. So I would look at that as, well, we do the same thing in our CFO matching. They're all extremely qualified, but different styles uh, don't work. I mean, sometimes the joke is every time I'm in a nonprofit organization, there's tears. (laughs) I mean, I'll be the best CFO (laughs) for a nonprofit organization. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Thank you.
0: So,
2: so, um, yeah, I would first make sure that you're ready, then go to your network and uh, ask for referrals and check. speak with two or three uh, implementers before you make a decision, and then make sure your team is uh, the same. They're ready as well.
1: Olai Fardy is the chief visionary officer and a founder, co-founder at prosale partners I just, I feel like I could talk to you for two hours. Someday we'll maybe just do that. We'll just split one of these up, four or five <laughs> I'd episodes, love it. take the whole <laughs> afternoon off and each bring a <laughs> pot of coffee or something. So good to be with you. Thank you oh, for everything. It. Thanks for all this uh, interesting insight and advice. And uh, I'm looking forward to the, the post that will go with this on the website. We'll have lots of links and valuable things for you to, to explore. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Halle. Good to be with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.